Hello and welcome to my podcast, Mind Your Mindset, with me, Sam Hafford, a podcast about creating a mindset for ourselves, which allows us to live the life we want to live and be the person we want to be. So here we are with the final episode of this first series of the podcast. First of all, though, uh, apologies for the long gap between episodes. It's been a busy few weeks recently, um, driving lessons, driving tests, job interview, life coaching, dates, holidays, all sorts. So considering I've taken a year out of my career to rest, reset and grow, it's been a manic few weeks. And so the podcast has taken a bit of a backseat recently. Um, but that's the beauty of taking time out to reevaluate where you are. You know, you have that freedom to explore what you want, when you want, and it's quite the experience and something that I'll actually touch on in the episode today. Uh, I also want to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast. You know, it's something I started really on a whim. I'd been listening to a mindset podcaster who said he started it, his own one, as a way of journaling out loud, really. And it just so happened that people enjoyed listening to it um, so much so that it actually became a source of income for him. But you know, the reason for the podcast he was doing didn't change. It was something he enjoyed doing that helped him in his own personal growth. And the fact that people got something from it was a bonus. And that really pushed me to do the same. I think it's so important for people to talk about how they feel. It's something I'd always struggled with. Um, So if doing this podcast was going to help me continue that process of being a more honest and open communicator, then it could only be a good thing. And it's something really I wouldn't have dreamt of doing a few years ago, something that would have been so far out of my comfort zone, I can see it coming back around behind me, but I've loved it and it's been so good for me. So thanks to everyone who's been listening and the feedback I've had from people has been so affirming and so it really warms me when I hear people have got something from it themselves, you know, as someone for whom words of affirmation is one of my main love languages, it's really gratifying when people tell me how much they enjoyed listening to the podcast. So please keep sending in any questions or queries you have you know helping people on their own journey is one of the most enjoyable things about this podcast and as to where I go next with it I haven't decided I've got some ideas in mind as to other areas around mindset that I want to talk about and that interest me but if any of you out there have something you think would be interesting or want to know more about then get in touch and if I think I have any sort of useful insights into it then I may well give it a go but um, yeah, so enough of, a, enough of an intro. I want to talk in this episode about ultimately what this first series has been building towards, really. And I've been keeping the episodes loosely based around the idea of open and honest communication. And if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, you're probably sick of that phrase by now. But I really believe that it's the key to building a more positive mindset, to living a more fulfilling and happier life. But I find that being more open and honest with yourself and others always leads to the same point, to the same question, uh, which is what do I want? And what a deceptively complex question that is. I think trying to figure out exactly what it is we're after from life, what's the next step, where am I heading, can be quite terrifying and sometimes even paralysing to think about. And I've called this episode the quarter life crisis, which is a phrase that I've noticed cropping up more and more recently. And for anyone who hasn't figured out what it means, just like the midlife crisis, it's where you get to sort of the age of about 25 to 35 and suddenly think, well, shit, where exactly am I going here? Now, in reality, there's no right or wrong time to have this feeling. It can happen at any point in our lives and more than once where we suddenly think, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling fulfilled in what I'm doing right now. I need, I need a change of some sort. And the reason I think more and more we hear about a quarter life crisis rather than just a midlife crisis is... 
a lot of the old certainties and old ways of doing things have kind of collapsed over the last sort of, I don't know, 10 to 15 years. And before it was common that if you worked hard in school, maybe went to university, you get a good job. And while you might not enjoy it necessarily, it would give you more than enough income to run a house and a family. But now that's simply not the case. And without getting too political, a good education, a good job doesn't always bring stability anymore. So I think now at a younger age, people are thinking, well, if I'm not fussed by what I'm doing and it doesn't provide the lifestyle I want, then why am I doing it? Now, the silver lining, I think, in this is that it pushes people to base their life not on wealth and stability, but on something that fulfills them and makes them happy. And what a better motivator for creating a more positive mindset that is. I mean, now, big disclaimer, those after an answer, like a magic bullet as to what they should do with their life, when's the right time to make a change, how do they know that what they're doing is right, are going to be sorely disappointed by the end of this. Because, to be honest, the right, right there is the answer. There is no right time or right age to be hitting certain milestones. There's, there is no right path or wrong path, any different paths. And what's important is what we learn from the decisions that we do make. So anyone now thinking, well, what's the point of listening? Fear not. What I will try to do with this episode is talk about how to make those decisions and maybe debunk some of the well-meaning, but actually kind of not great advice that's out there. And why ultimately, whatever you decide to do is largely irrelevant. It's what you make of it and what you take from it that really counts. And one of those big lies we're told growing up, and I think a hangover from those days of good education equals good job equals married kids and mortgage by 30. Now, I'm not saying at all that there's anything wrong with that, but the idea that the traditional path is the correct way, the successful way, is so unnecessary and unfair, and I think puts undue pressure on someone to hit milestones at an arbitrary age. And you may not be ready for those things. It might just not be the right time. You know, more and more people actually don't even want them. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, take the idea that no one can tell you you should have done this thing by this age because... Age really is just a number. Do what's right for you when it's right for you and try to trust that things will work out as they should, however hard that might be to hear now, depending on the position you find yourself in. As I've said before, positivity breeds positivity. Assume things will work out and they will. Assume they won't and they probably won't. And if you've come to that question of what do I want and you start looking into how you figure out where you should be going. I think another of those sort of great lies you'll come across is follow your passion. This again, I think, puts kind of unfair pressure on a person to find something you love doing with all your heart that you wake up and can't wait to go and do. I think it's just unrealistic. And actually, most people are not even able to actually definitively state a specific passion they have, let alone how it can tie to a specific career. And if this is resonating with you, then trust me, you're not absolutely not the only one. Most people need time and experience of different jobs and sectors before they're able to hone in on a specific passion. And not knowing your passion can actually be quite stressful when it seems that other people have found it. And if we haven't found it yet, this advice can make us think there's something innately wrong with us, which obviously there isn't. So how do we try and figure out what it is we should do? Well, really, we should be thinking more along the lines of what can become my passion you know, start by thinking, what do I enjoy? What am I good at? You don't have to love it. But when you find something you excel at that you quite like, as you dedicate more time to it, you may well find you enjoy it more and more. And as you become more experienced, more successful, that thing may become your passion or, you know, it may not. And on you move to the next thing, taking everything you've learned with you. 
you may never find a job that becomes your passion. I think that's okay too. You know, if it doesn't drain you emotionally, it provides security, then that can be enough to allow you to follow your passions that maybe you haven't yet figured out how to make money from. There's a Japanese concept that's quite big at the minute called Ikigai, and I may have pronounced that wrong. I think it's Ikigai, which basically roughly translates as reason for being. And the idea is that to find the perfect career for you, it needs to hit as many of these categories as possible. What you're good at, what you love, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. And if you're thinking of what to do next, think in terms of those categories and see if your any of your sort of planned ideas can fit in there. And, you know, lucky, lucky you if they do. But just remember, it takes as long as it takes. And there's always something to be learned, even if it turns out what you choose to do isn't ultimately what you want to do or what you do forever. And something else that I think is maybe preached too much is the idea of planning every minute detail of your life, having a really detailed one year, three year, five year, 10 year plan. And um, when I hear this, it reminds me of an old army proverb, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. And it's so true. You can plan away until the end of the world, but life, thankfully, I think, rarely follows the script. So if you're not willing to have some degree of spontaneity and flexibility, then you'll just find yourself constantly disappointed by life and think that it's working against you. When in reality, you're kind of working against life. And I'm absolutely not saying make no plans and you know, just live life flying by the seat of your pants all the time. Because anyone who knows me knows I'm a planner by nature. I'm a six on the Enneagram. So it's likely that I've mapped out all the possibilities for every scenario, considered it, moved on to the next one, sometimes not even consciously aware I'm doing it. And if you think that sounds exhausting, you're absolutely right. It really can be. But it's also a strength as well. It's what makes me a good troubleshooter. It allows me to see all the options in a crisis and I can calmly resolve it. And I think the issue I had when I was younger compared to now is my flexibility and having more willingness to allow for spontaneity. You know, before I had one plan, step-by-step guide to how life was going to go. But when some of those steps didn't go to plan, I kind of floundered and I found things difficult. You know, it wasn't part of the plan. But as I got older, I think my outlook began to shift. I realized that it's fine to have the outline of a plan and maybe a rough idea of where you might be heading, but allow for the fact that the world changes, you change and Something you may never have considered now may now seem uh, something you may have never have considered before may now seem appealing, and and that's okay. And actually, in fact, it's probably great, and is what makes life exciting. You know, had you told my sixteen-year-old self that at twenty-eight I'd be taking a year off work for my career as a primary school teacher, during which I would travel, write a podcast, and see a life coach, I would have looked behind me thinking you were talking to someone else. And if I had stuck to the same plan I had at 16, right now I'd be an actuary, which is a, basically a money counter, working in a London office, having gone to a London university and have a mortgage, a wife and a couple of kids. And the thought of that being my life now fills me with absolute terror. And that's not because that's a bad path to take. That can be a great life path for someone, but it's certainly not mine and not mine where I am now. You know, I found my values, some shifted or altered as I experienced more of life. And so changing my plan wasn't being flaky. It was me adapting to where I was at that point. So basically, thank God my life didn't go as planned and don't let anyone tell you it should. And I had a great quote about it today. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about today is the idea of success and regrets. I think something fundamental to a positive mindset 
is to never judge your own life by someone else's metric of success. You know, just because a friend is married with kids at your age doesn't mean they are any more successful than you are. If that's not what you want at that point in your life, why compare yourself against it? You know, it sounds simple, but we, we do it all the time. I've talked about comparisons before and why they're so damaging. And for me personally, my, my measure is how happy I am with how things are going and what can I do to improve that? Again, I'm not saying that's the right measure of success for everyone, but for me, it's allowed me the freedom to take more risks, to be more spontaneous, but also gives me a bit of room for some of that planning that I do love to do. And this ties, I think, into the idea of regrets. You know, if you were to tot up all your biggest regrets in life, I'd be willing to bet that there's far more things you regret not doing than you regret doing. When I look back, I think myself, the regrets that stick out the most are always, why didn't I give that a go? Why didn't I say that thing to that person? You know, taking a risk is exactly that. You risk getting the outcome you want, but you also risk getting the outcome you don't want. But at least if you take that, dive into the unknown you'll know one way or the other the idea that it's better to try and fail than never try at all is just so true as much of a cliche as it is because if you don't try then you've definitely failed because you definitely won't get that potential positive outcome you're hoping for and if you don't get the outcome you wanted at the very least you'll have the knowledge that it wasn't to be and you can take what you've learned and move forward you know taking those lessons on to the next opportunity For me at the minute, I'm personally not planning where I'm heading next in my life too much, trying to keep my options open and just saying yes to as many opportunities as I can. And already I feel so much better for it, even though not everything has gone the way I hoped. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, when you're thinking about that question, what do I want? Think to yourself, what do I not want to regret when I look back in the future? So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this first series of the podcast. You know, like I said, it's been a real pleasure to do. And I hope there's been some things that you can take away from it that have resonated with you and hopefully helps you build or begin to build a more positive mindset and lead that happier, more fulfilling life we all deserve. You know, I'm looking forward to where I go next with this series. It takes time to do, but it really helps me with my own mindset. So I'll carry on with it for as long as I have the time to properly dedicate it. So if you get the chance, you've enjoyed listening to it and think others would too, you know, please do feel free to like and subscribe, share it around. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, I'll round off this podcast, the series of the podcast with part of a poem and a quote by the author J.R. Tolkien from Lord of the Rings, one of the greatest literary, literary works of all time that particularly resonated with me today. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wonder are lost. And all we have to do, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Thanks for listening to the Mind Your Mindset podcast with me, Sam Hafford, and see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.